All right. Welcome back to the Small Fleet and Owner Operator Summit here at Freight Waves. Thank you guys for being with us today to take part of this summit. It's exciting to see what's going on in this part of our industry as always. I'm excited to welcome you back to this fireside chat. My name is Kaylee Nix, and I'm here with Guillermo Garcia, who is one of the co-founders over at SmartHawk. And we're talking a little bit about how this freight dispatching service grew out of Guillermo's ideas, running a small fleet, and now where they serve in the industry. So Guillermo, thank you for joining us today. And I'm very excited to talk to you a little bit about your journey in the industry and now where SmartHawk fits. Yeah, I know. Thank you so much for having me. I'm uh, excited to share more. So as one of the co-founders of SmartHop, you've got a really exciting business story that started off with you in Venezuela and then eventually coming to the United States and starting your business here. Give us a little bit of background about yourself when it came to moving to the United States, deciding to start a business here, and what you saw serving a small fleet and running a small fleet of your own. Yes, as, as you mentioned, I'm originally from Venezuela, started on there as a pet food delivery guy turn that uh, business and jump into trucking uh, quickly after, um, grew that company to about 500 employee trucking company. Um, and 2012, I decided that uh, I wanted to expand our, our reach, um, looked at the U.S. Uh, and came here in 2014 just to um, look for additional opportunities, landed in South Florida. Unfortunately for me, it wasn't a good decision. Uh, it wasn't my first uh, best decision ever just because I was uh, based in a very traditional over-the-road trucking company uh, there. But anyways, I uh, had to learn the hard way. Uh, saw an opportunity for me to, uh, to really change the way that uh, trucking uh, was, uh, was being done. And so... Started with one truck, uh, grew that company here in, in the U.S., went through a lot of struggle from building from scratch, uh, no social, no credit card for the Department of Transportation. Venezuela, it was pretty relevant. Uh, so um, I got my good dose of insurance, uh, not wanting to insure me. Uh, banks don't want to, didn't want to lend me. Uh, but as I think everybody in this industry, uh, with a lot of resiliency, um, uh, got to work uh, and learned that uh, here in the U.S., you're pretty, pretty small for such of a massive industry, and that creates a lot of um, that creates a lot of unbalance and unfairness uh, when you're trying to really make your business successful, and that's why. Uh, we decided that we wanted to jump into some, something like uh, Smart Hub to um, help the millions of hardworking women and men out there that are just wanting a little bit of support for them to be able to provide to their families and, and have a good business. The fragmentation of the trucking industry is something that's that's really, really fascinating to me because we have so much of the industry that is served by these smaller companies. But yet, as you mentioned, there's the unfairness where a lot of the opportunity goes to these enterprise fleets. You have thousands of trucks, thousands of drivers and millions of dollars to spend on maintenance, on upkeep, on insurance, on 
finding the right load, on fighting battles if they get into accidents, et cetera, et cetera. And it really leaves the smaller guys kind of hung out to dry, even though they carry so much responsibility of helping move the freight across the United States. Let's talk a little bit about that disparity, and especially in a market like this, where we've taken this sudden sharp turn from everything was good to now we're having to struggle, and how that disparity really falls on the shoulders of those smaller fleets, especially when they don't have the cash necessarily to support themselves during a tough time. Yeah, you you said it well. And um, I think, I, and I truly believe in fair game. Um, and nothing bad to say about uh, gaining the leverage uh, to have um, uh, to have buying power, uh, to do it differently, to gain efficiencies, to have a lower c- cost of operation. Uh, where I think this industry is not good at is on recognizing and respecting uh, those that are small and that do well. I think uh, there is a lot of putting everybody in the same bucket. And I'm not going to say that this industry is perfect by any means, right? I mean, there's people that are not doing the right things in this industry, but we all get in one bucket. And then the treatment is standardized, right? You're a trucker. We don't care if you're a small trucker. You're put yourself in the line for you to get paid on a lumper or a detention. Uh, But if someone asset-based mega carrier picks up the phone and calls a broker and say, hey, uh, you need to pay me for X. I mean, that wire is sent on the spot. That doesn't happen when you're very small. And I'm just saying one example. But when you get to shippers, when you get to receivers, the treatment, the respect of uh, the companies uh, need to change. But also the access for the small fleets uh, to be able to operate uh, much better needs to change, right? I mean, uh, you said that the market is changing dramatically, and it has. I mean, cost of operation just with fuel has dramatically increased. Spot market rates continue to decline. So imagine what that means um, for those that live mainly in the spot market. That's uh, catastrophic. And if you don't have the leverage to support a downtrend market like this, you'll, you'll, you'll be in trouble. If you didn't provision when the good times from last year, last couple of quarters, then you, you'll be in a, in a tough spot. And that's why I think the industry needs to do much better in supporting. And I, I, I talk about the industry, but also uh, government agencies, uh, shippers, brokers, everybody that has a relationship or an impact with those small mom-and-pop family-owned type of businesses, we need to support them for them to survive, for them to do well. We are all going to be better if every single small trucking company out there does well. And that means top line, if you're a broker or a shipper, respect. Uh, but also help those uh, trucking companies do well. If you're providing a financial service, if you're providing hardware or software for small trucking companies, make sure uh, that uh, you're providing the right pricing, but also the right relationship uh, for them to be able to have a sustainable business in the long run. You don't want to see them uh, going out of business 
just because uh, that relationship was one-off and you decided to charge way more than what they should uh, pay for that service. I think that that's a really, really good point, especially when you're talking about the way that the market changes, right? And in kind of this capitalism society that we all live in, a lot of people are driven by that bottom line. And when you're a broker, you're thinking, you know, how much money can I make at all points in time? How much money can I get off this loan? What is my margin going to look like? And a lot of times when you're heading into a downturn freight market, you are going to head to those larger carriers because they're still, they have the cash flow to spend, take those higher rates still and pay those higher prices. And that dissolves those relationships that you spent time and effort building with those smaller carriers. And as you mentioned, then that doesn't serve anybody. You lose your bottom two thirds of the industry almost by dissolving those relationships. And a lot of these small carriers, small fleet owners have to have reliance on these brokers to get their freight overall because big shippers just don't see them, right? It's kind of like a little dot on your windshield and you need a little bit more support and almost kind of representation to get that freight that you need. So if you're a broker entering this market right now, what type of advice would you have for them to prioritize those relationships and keep the freight moving, but still maybe make their bottom line kind of being supportive both ways, both to their own goals, but also while still taking care of their people? Yeah, I believe that for brokers, one of the biggest things that they can do um, to improve the relationship and improve across the board the operation is transparency. Uh, I mean, long should be the days of not posting a multi-drop load just for someone to call in uh, or not posting uh, the price just because that load might not be... um, a load that pays uh, well. Save time for truckers, save your own time, uh, and be efficient. If you bring transparency, I think the, the industry as a whole will benefit from that. And that's one of the things that we've been like working really hard, right? And it's normalizing the data. I mean, we, we receive a lot of data that we need to normalize, that we need to estimate what do we think that the broker is going to pay just because that broker is not willing to share upfront information. And so imagine what could happen, how more efficient could be, even if if you share that information and us on the trucking side, we can get that information back to you say, you know what, you're, you're asking to pay x but we need y and then we can have a conversation but don't don't get me on the phone don't get me on the app don't get me to your site just for the sake of it share it up front and i'll be also up front and saying i need x you might not have my contacts and so on the trucking side we're also helping brokers get upfront contacts on what's the real need for this uh, for this trucking company. And I think if we all do a, a good job, and one of the things that we truly believe is that for truckers, it's not just about their top line, uh, why they're so obsessed in negotiating a load with a broker. Their bottom line is so high that that's why they need to negotiate, how they negotiate, right? And so that's when us helping them lower their their bottom line, their cost of operation will definitely also help that relationship with 
the broker in saying, well, now you have a much better way for you to run your business. Now you don't need to fight for every single load to maximize every single load. And the other way around comes uh, with the broker in, in having that healthy relationship. And then the second thing that I would add is, uh, I mean, if you owe something to the trucker, if you upfront said that layovers uh, or a detention after three hours or four hours, don't don't fight for it. If 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 that what you need to do, just pay it as you paid uh, to the mega carriers uh, and save time, save money, and have a happy trucker coming back to your platform to book additional loads. So I want to wrap this up by talking about the SmartHop platform itself and talking not necessarily about how it works, why it works, but why it is supportive to these small fleets and to the owner operators. Because going through the website, your FAQ page is great, by the way. There are so many great explanations there, and it's, it's really, really easy to find that information, which that in itself is supportive to those smaller groups because you oftentimes don't want to sit around digging for the information for the people that you're going to work with, right? Time is money, and that takes a lot of time. So let's finish up just by talking about how SmartHop and platforms like that, that intentionally choose to be supportive to these smaller groups, how you guys are kind of changing the industry and how those owner ops and the smaller fleets can come to the platform and take advantage of it without suffering huge penalties and where the risk is fairly low. Yeah, we are uh, at SmartHop. We truly believe that we want to elevate the game of small trucking companies hardworking women and men out there. And we do it by empowering them to have all the tools and the resources that they need to be successful while being independent. I truly believe that independence is not working under someone's authority, working for someone else, but rather like really building sustainable companies. If it's one truck, two, five, or 10, but for you to be able to run that business as if you, you were a mega carrier. And with that, technology on one side is helping them standardize and digitalize the experience with their customers, the brokers. Uh, and so that gives them the ability to interact with brokers in a completely different way. Um, but the second thing uh, that we truly believe is that they need to operate uh, with a better bottom line and in a fundamentally different way, right? I mean, um, we should uh, understand that uh, our customers' business are healthier if they make better decisions and if they're connected to the right people. And so that should uh, help them have not only the economies of scale, but the right type of uh, product for them to be able to operate. So think about fuel, insurance, payments, lease. They not only need access and they're gaining access through us, but they're getting those products in a fundamentally different way uh, for them to be able to really operate uh, completely different. I love it. Taking care of your people and they will come back and take care of you. It's a kind of holistic approach to doing business that I think we need a lot more of, especially the way that we are 
headed in today's society. And Guillermo, thank you so much for joining us for part of this Small Fleet Owner Operator Summit. It's great to hear this perspective and great to see what you guys are doing to support our owner ops in the industry. If folks want to get in touch with you guys at Smart Hop, maybe learn about the platform a little bit more and kind of cruise that really informative <laughs> FAQ page, where can they go to do that? The best way to get in contact is through our site, uh, www.smarthop.com. Uh, you'll find all the information there and how to get in contact with us. All right. Well, thank you so much again. Thank you guys all for watching the Small Fleet Owner Operator Summit. We love the participation from everybody here. If you are watching this, maybe on LinkedIn or streaming on tv.freightwaves.com, hop on over to live.freightwaves.com and get that free registration in. There is still time to get registered and network with your fellow attendees at this event. Check out the demo platforms, the demo booths we've got going on from some of these great companies. Still time to get involved with our door prizes as well. Thank you guys for watching. Stay tuned. We've got much more content coming up for a Small Fleet Owner Operator Summit.